if the goal was to make the playoffs, then they fell short. If the goal was to have a winning season, as I've been saying for months now, that'd be really weird. If the goal was to get better, mission freaking accomplished. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Steelers 28, Browns 14. Alas, that was not enough because... The New Yorks couldn't beat the Miamis down there in Florida, and that was the end of that. Some awful call on horse collaring and a 50-yard field goal, and I don't care. I don't care. I have been consistent with this now since Philadelphia and 2-6, and six, that I don't care What this team's record ends up being, I don't care if this team makes the playoffs. I care that the team, in particular, the offense, would get better. Guess what? It did in almost every conceivable way. And that's a W unto itself. Look, you and I can go over this from so many different prisms and say, well, on one hand, they haven't won a playoff game in, I don't know, what was it, 2016? They've won a playoff game since 2016. They've won three playoff games in the last 11 or 12 years. That's not the goal around here. That's not the way this is supposed to be. These are the Pittsburgh Steelers, blah, 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 something, something, 1975. Or you can be real about it. And not just understand, but acknowledge that every team is due for a reset and that there's virtually no such thing as changing from a franchise quarterback to a new quarterback without a hard reset. So, so, so very rare is the situation where a Green Bay goes from a a Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers or uh, going way back the 49ers from Joe Montana to Steve Young those things just don't happen they don't happen infinitely more common is what you saw with the Colts when Peyton Manning got hurt and then the Colts would be the worst team in the universe all of a sudden and then Andrew Luck would come along and then Luck was gone and then the Colts were the worst team in the universe again. You know the Colts are actually the the standard bearer for this particular conversation. Well, what the Steelers did in their reset year, in their year where they knew they were going to go to a rookie quarterback at some point. And they were going to do so without him even having the benefit of a full training camp, full preseason the full opening month that went to Mitch Trubisky, and they still went nine and eight. They went nine and eight in a hard reset year. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more.
But it's not just that. It's not just the nine and eight. Because even that's the kind of thing that you can just dump all over with some of the 1975 stuff. And it's not that. It's that they won their final four games in a row. It's that they won six out of their final seven games. It's that they won a couple of those pretty convincingly, and a couple of those were against good teams. Not all. The schedule was a lot lighter in the second half. I was there, too. But they got better. There's no one who can dispute that. There's no one who should even attempt to dispute that. They got better. And you know who else believes that? They do. This was Kevin Dotson talking to me about that subject after the game yesterday. I think I think this growth has been probably the funnest thing for us. It just being able to put it on tape and they're like, okay, hey, we did that last time. We did this. Last time we played them, we messed up on this. We hit it this time. We did it easier this time. We blew it off the ball this time. Like it's it's, it's always feels better, real good to just progress. This was George Pickens giving me a pretty interesting answer to a question I had on that same subject, which was basically, you know, what what changed? What 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 happened for this team to grow up? Uh, I just feel the camaraderie was better. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody was already, he's a grown man, so everybody already knew what we had to do. It's the timing. Did you do it right? When did you do it? <laughs> How did you do it? So it's stuff like that. So uh, the camaraderie where it was no more, oh, should I do this and should I do that? I should just stick my, and it came to that, we started clicking. And it's funny, as I worked my way around the room, there were a lot of consistencies to the answers, but there were also a lot of different discrepancies within them. Everyone had their own little interpretation of what exactly went right over those final few games. And yeah, they were disappointed too, as you were, about the result in Miami, and they were disappointed that there won't be a playoff game in Orchard Park next week. But... Man, this isn't going to be very popular, but I'm going to say this anyway. There's a part of me that wonders if they weren't better off not going there. And I know that sounds terribly defeatist. And I know that it also flies in the face of, hey, let's get these young guys some valuable experience. So someday when Kenny Pickett and everybody is in their very first playoff game, it won't have to be their very first playoff game because they will have had that one game in Buffalo a year or two ago. But... For people like me and you on the outside, I actually think this will do them good. I think there's going to be more of an upbeat feeling about this team now than if they had gone up there and gotten pasted again, which was a very real possibility. And if you happen to disagree with me on that, hey, you know where to find me. Let me know. I'm in all the comments underneath all the various renditions of this podcast, and I won't exactly hide from you, okay? I'll meet you where they are when we come back, J1Q. for just one question and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of luxembourg garbage kelly and george lgkg they represent people who are hurt in car accidents who need assistance with workers comp and medical malpractice claims 
The attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers, capital S, capital L, for the past 15 years. And yes, that is a real thing. The super lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's J1Q comes from Doug, who says, DK, a rising tide lifts all boats. So does that include the USS Matt Canada? I can't imagine another season of jet sweeps to failed punt returners. But given that loyalty and continuity seem to matter more than job performance with the Steelers, I'm seriously worried. What is your prediction? Doug, I have a couple of responses to this. The first of which being is that I'm completely with you for anybody who happens to be new to this program. Okay, getting that out of the way. I have a 0.0000 level doubt factor that the players want Canada gone. Not out of anything personal. Nobody dislikes him. Nobody has any like, wow, he seems really mean or whatever, or anything that's even remotely personal. They just don't think he's the best guy for the job. Plain and simple. So even though when Najee Harris was put on the spot, Yesterday after the game and asked his thoughts about Matt Canada, he came back with, uh, we believe in Canada, and he went on to say something to the effect of a lot of people criticize him for saying all the plays look the same, but all the plays look the same all over the NFL. There's nothing unusual about that. And that was the end of that dialogue. My friends, I am here to tell you firsthand, not guessing And without naming names, because I can't do that sort of thing when they give it to you in confidence, these players do not want Canada back. So what's going to happen here? Even if you're correct, and obviously history is on your side with this particular stance, that the Steelers uh, believe in loyalty and believe in continuity and value that above actual job performance, even if that's the case... Even if that's Mike Tomlin's stance, even if that's Omar Khan's stance, even if Art Rooney himself believes that Canada is the guy for whatever insane reason, they do communicate with their players. They don't want the lunatics running the asylum, but they communicate with them. They hear them. It's important that the players do believe in the instruction and the schematics that they receive. It builds confidence. It builds trust in each other, not just in the coaches. So when they hear, and they will, all of the stuff that I've heard and lots of other people have heard in there, maybe there will be a second look. These processes don't tend to take long. That's another thing I can share with you. It is seen as a sign of respect and fairness to coordinators and assistant coaches who are going to lose their jobs to lose them as quickly as possible so that they can go after as many other openings as come available. So what I'm saying there is 
Don't expect this to take longer than a week. And if it does, then Canada's sticking around. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Sealers. And no, by the way, this doesn't go anywhere. It's still here. Just because they're not playing doesn't mean a thing. All year round, all year round, Daily Shot of Steelers. Daily means daily. Let's do it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm.